Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, where we come alongside people at the crossroads of life. We're here to listen, cultivate, and empower. You know, during this uh, holiday season, we have taken a little bit of a sidetrack from our normal uh, routine, and we're mixing in some seasonally appropriate episodes to hopefully just help navigate the season. You know, back before Thanksgiving, uh, we did an episode on surviving the holidays and did an episode on gratitude. And we really appreciate all the positive feedback from listeners. And if you haven't taken the time to listen to those episodes, it might be beneficial uh, if you, especially if you experience increase in stress or anxiety during this holiday season, to go back and look at those. Um, family seems to do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about words and three words in particular joy peace and hope and what they mean to us especially during the holiday season yeah those are three words that we hear uh, frequently during the holidays and they're kind of everywhere but i'm not sure that we take a lot of time to slow down and to think about them a little bit so we just wanted to do that today and take a few minutes to um almost in a meditative way, just kind of slow down and to think about these things. You know, joy is is a word that we see a lot during the holidays, mm-hmm. but I think also just in our daily lives, we, we kind of confuse joy versus happiness. Right. We kind of think that almost like they're the same things, but there's really a big difference between the two of them. Yeah. You know, the and I, and I think that the big difference is is this is that and this is the way I look at it is that happiness comes more from experiences it comes more from circumstances if you will and so um, you know uh, to, to celebrate a birthday or maybe a graduation or a happy time or maybe it's on a vacation or you're doing something that you're really enjoying and uh, that is is bringing a lot of happiness. Mm-hmm. Joy, on the other hand, I think of as a deeper um, kind of assurance. It's something that's deep within you. That it's, it's a deep seated perspective, and and it really involves kind of more the other two words we're going to talk about: peace and hope. Uh, but it's this comforting assurance that's filled with being content and being full of peace and. And so it's really living above your circumstances to where mm-hmm. happiness is kind of in your circumstances, if you will. But joy is really something that that exceeds your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So you might even be in a you may be in a really tough time of life. So this may sound very counterintuitive, but you could be in a very tough season of life, a tough situation, but yet you could still maintain joy. Right. Yeah, your happiness can, you know, it can come and go based on, you know, what happens to you during the day. And if you don't have the um, the feeling of joy, if you don't have that tucked away, um, then, you know, you can kind of be on a roller coaster of highs and lows with happiness because of, oh, they surprised me at work with a party, a birthday party, or... Oh, nobody 
you know, invited me to whatever after work, you know. So it can kind of be like a roller coaster ride. But if you really have um, the foundation of being joyful, then no matter what your circumstances are, you can still um, you can still experience, I guess, happiness. Right. No, I think that's good. And and to throw out a couple of other words, emotions and feelings, because I think they relate just like joy and happiness. So so we're saying that happiness is more of a circumstantial um, ebbing and flowing, mm-hmm. where joy is more of a sustained, uh, purpose-driven part of your life. Mm-hmm. And and I would go back when I was a freshman in college, my, my freshman year, I, I played football and uh, it was the first time I was kind of introduced to this. The coach was, you know, talking to the team about about playing and consistency and how you play. And he introduced this idea to me. It's the first time I thought about it. But if you play off of your feelings, well, then if things are going well during the game, you're going to be playing good. Right. But if you. I mean, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. If you play off your emotions and things are going well, you're going to play good. If they're going poorly, then then you're not going to play as good. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to your feelings, which, you know, he kind of uh, equated more like what we're talking about, joy, where that's more of a deep-seated conviction in your life, well, then you'll play at a consistent level. Mm-hmm. And so in life, I've kind of rem- I've just tried to remember that that opposed to how I my emotions are during the day, I could get frustrated, I could get kind of um, tense. Different things could be happening throughout the day, and those are the emotions that you're dealing with. But deeper are the feelings of. Um, where do I really want to be? What do I really want my life to be about? And so those feelings are a deeper part. And, and that's what, you know, really hopefully would drive our desires and our values, if that makes sense. Yeah, you really have to be in touch with your feelings to experience joy. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not at that deeper level. And you're, you're, um, highs in in your life are are going to be determined by what's going on in your life what your circumstances are and your lows are going to overcome the the um the highs in your life and the happiness but if you if you're really in touch with your feelings and you've really worked on what are my feelings then in spite of the worst circumstances you can still have joy. I'm sure that you've heard people say, oh my goodness, there was just something about this person, all these terrible things that happened to this person, but there was just, you just had this feeling that this person wasn't letting what they had experienced bring them down. Mm -hmm. And that is the deeper level of joy that, you know, despite bad things that happen in life, I'm not letting that, um, take over who I am right yeah it really is that joy allows someone regardless of the cir- the situation or the circumstances to remain grounded mm-hmm. and hopeful and it's really more than positive thinking because it's based in a deeper for, for Priscilla and I this is based in a deeper faith base 
that allows us some level of just kind of contentment and peace, even in the most dire situations. Right. And and so that's where that really comes from. And so how do we, you know, how do you find joy in the world today? Because gosh, just turn on the TV well, and it's just, a, it's a world of chaos. It's a world of conflict. It's a world of fear. And, and so how do you find that joy in the midst of all of that? I think you have to um, really get in touch with your feelings and with who you are. And, um, you know, you have to also, I think, practice gratitude. I mean, I don't think that you can be joyful in terrible circumstances if you're not grateful for just the small things, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, you might have, I don't know, your child might have made a bad grade on their test, but they, you know, they didn't, they weren't in a car accident, you know, or something. So, you know, that's something to be thankful for. Yeah. I, I think also um, taking time to determine your values, uh, because I think we just, it's its a little bit human nature to go with the flow of of just people, you mm-hmm. know, the prevailing wind of society, mm-hmm. if you will. And and so we, we see things on TV or we, we read articles and we're just kind of influenced, oh, I guess that's kind of the way I ought to think versus, you know, how do I feel about this? What what are my values, my convictions mm-hmm. in how I am going to live? And I think that's really important if you want to really maintain a, a level of joy and contentment in your life. It's really going to come from the values that you have have kind of staked your life to. Right. And and as you just said, Priscilla, then that can help you lead to more gratitude, mm-hmm. which is a just a critical part of maintaining joy in your life. Because mm-hmm. the world around us is it's it's difficult. I mean, right. the older I get, it feels like <laughs> the more difficult it gets because you see sure. more problems, mm-hmm. you experience more problems, and it's just it's a very uh, challenging um, way to navigate life. But I think determining your own course is is really critical. And and that, you know, really will come through some thoughtful meditation, maybe even input from trusted and wise friends. And but developing um, your own uh, view of your foundational beliefs mm-hmm. and your spiritual life to drive that part of your joy. Right. But also let's go on to peace. That's a word we hear a lot. We're not experiencing a lot of that. I don't feel like in the world right now, this is something I feel like just our world in general is almost void of. And studies kind of indicate that interestingly enough where we've, you know, in the last couple of decades, you know, two, three decades, we've come up with all these tools to make life more simple. Mm-hmm. Computers, you know, um, all the technology we have, all of this is moving us toward a simpler life. And Which yet, you would think would bring a lot of peace because it's simpler. Right. And yet that's not really what's happening. Mm-hmm. Studies are really showing it's the exact opposite. And in fact, since COVID, you know, the the increase in anxiety with people, the increase of people that are seeking mental health help from counselors is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And so um, it seems like our fast-paced lives leave little peace to be had. Right. Yeah. And it's especially challenging 
you know, can be challenging this time of year to to um, experience peace. Um, just, you know, with gift shopping. Have I gotten all the gifts that I need for everybody? You know, if you're divorced, well, I got to swap my kids at a certain time during the holidays and I'm not with my children. So that can be the opposite of peacefulness, you know. Um, your children having to study for semester exams this time of year can be very stressful, not just on the child, but, you know, on us as parents because we want our children to do well. Throw in family members. Right. Extended family and trying to get together. Yes, yes. Just trying to navigate um, everyone's calendar so that you can get together. And then (laughs) you may be getting together with some family members that you don't especially enjoy getting together with. So that can cause some stress too. Yeah. And, you know, peace is an inner feeling of contentment and, and, and some level of tranquility in your life. And, you know, I think we usually equate peace with calm and often order. Mm-hmm. I know for me, uh, order is a big part of peace. When I feel like things are kind of ordered, right? it really gives me a, a more calm, peaceful feeling. Right. When things are chaotic, it's stressful because you're not quite sure what's up and what's down and what's the next step and what am I doing? And you just can feel very scattered and stressed. Right. You know, and and so for peace... Um, uh, very rarely is everything in your life peaceful mm-hmm. from from family members to if you have children to your job to social to financial to whatever there all these different areas of your life it's very rare that all of those are going in a positive direction and therefore you feel peace about them right. but yet how do you maintain that peace you know personally how do you maintain personal peace when you turn on the news and you're seeing Mm -hmm. horrific images of wars and things that are going on in this world. Um, That's a challenge. Right. I do think that if you, if you can remind yourself that you can't control or change other situations or different circumstances, there are things that are just out of your control and you can't, you can't make them different, you know. So if you're going to a holiday gathering with your family and you have the crazy aunt that, you know, that you really kind of dread hanging around her, um, you know, I mean, you can't change the way that she acts or the things that she says or, you know, that she does while she's at the family gathering. You can only control yourself and, you know, just maybe reminding yourself that, you um, you know, she is who she is. And, you know, you don't have to spend the whole evening or afternoon sitting with her. You can, you know, mingle with other people also. And, you know, know that it's not the rest of your life that you're going to be stuck in the room with the crazy aunt. Right. And I think what you're kind of saying is control what you can control. Right. And then those other things, you've got to find a way of letting them go. Right. And then I think, too, another whole, I think you could do a series during the holidays on boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because that's what so much of it comes down to with with, um, 
just uh, as, as I'm having conversations with people daily mm-hmm. and they're talking about the struggles they're experiencing right now during the holiday season, mm-hmm. so much of it goes back to boundaries and, right. and everything. But I think with, I think peace also goes back. We talked with, when we talked about joy, we talked about these values, what's important to you. And I think that our peace also goes back to that because by building your values and what's important to you, then you can start to rest in the decisions that you make. And during difficult times, you've got a foundation that, you know, you've made the decisions that you've wanted to make for reasons. And so even if a situation maybe is stressful or there's some tension, if you feel like you have, thought about it and then made the, the, the right choices along the way because you've given it thought mm-hmm. and you've based it on your values, not just on circumstances, not just what's on going on around you, then for me at least, it gives me much more of a sense of peace because everything's just not going to go perfectly. Most right. things aren't. Right. So let's let's kind of transition as we as we head toward the end here to hope and uh, talking about hope and 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 hope is something you know I like to think about with the end of of a year and the beginning of another year because it's looking forward and it's um, kind of hey you get to start new things mm-hmm. and it's encouraging uh, it's encouraging right and so uh, hope is is this forward looking part of us that encourages us to carry on despite what the world throws at us and so that's where we are we're at this time of the year where it's a great time to be hopeful mm-hmm. and you can you know of course at the end of the year at the beginning of the new year you can you know set some goals for yourself and hope that you know, in hopes that you can attain those goals. And, you know, next year we'll do this or, you know, I'm going to strive to do this in the upcoming year. Right. And, you know, that's important to to have those those goals, those objectives that you put out in front of you. Uh, if, If you don't have that goal, if you don't have something set in front of you, it's very difficult to accomplish things mm-hmm. and that that's personally, maybe that's um, being healthier in the new year. Maybe it's uh, attempting something you've never done before. I heard this illustration several years ago about this um, female swimmer back, I think in the forties or the fifties. I'm not, I, I can't remember when she lived, but her name was Florence Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, she was the first woman who swam the English Channel both directions. So she took on these huge challenges. She was a tremendous swimmer, and she took on these big challenges and would swim these great distances. And so this one challenge she took on was swimming the 26 miles between Catalina Island and the coast of California. And so as she's swimming, she's got a flotilla of boats around her that are, I think those waters have some sharks in it. And so, you know, they're, they're watching out for her, their safety. I think if I remember reading the story, her mom was in one of the boats and, and so she's swimming along, but as she progresses into this race and this is hours, Mm -hmm. you know, hours and hours that she's swimming, uh, a fog sets in. Oh, no. And and so now all of a sudden she's engulfed in this fog and she's swimming, but she can't see 
how far she, you know, so, so the goal has become invisible. Mm -hmm. And so I think at one point she says to her mom, I can't make it. I I don't think I can swim any further, but she continues swimming and Mm -hmm. she goes, you know, maybe I can't remember another hour, another mile, but then she just pulls up and says, I can't do it. Mm. I'm done. Yeah. And so she jumps in the boat, Mm -hmm. but then as she's in the boat and as they're heading toward land, she realizes that she was like less than a mile from the coastline. But the fact was she just couldn't see the ultimate goal. She, Mm -hmm. She wasn't able because of the fog. She physically wasn't able to keep that in vision. So I think that's a great example of why you need to really think about where you want to be in life. What you want to be doing. Picture yourself there. And picture yourself there. But keep Mm -hmm. that in focus. Um, You know, and I guess for us, I would also say, you know, hope's not, I mean, uh, faith, hope is not something that's just, I'm just being hopeful to hope like a positive thinking thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think also for us, at least, uh, there's a, a definite spiritual side to this that is really the foundation of hope because because we believe um you know we believe that that we've been told things uh through the bible that are promises right and and so that really gives you hope and so i just hope that as you're moving into this year that you will find uh ways to be hopeful things to be hopeful for but also Um, a solid foundation for that hope to be grounded on. Subscribe and follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Instagram at Crossroads of Divorce.